Okay, are we on? We are on. Bet. Hello. Um, that was way too much energy. I don't have that much energy in real life, so let me be genuine and authentic from jump. Hey, how you doing? My name is Kiani. For those of you who don't know me, um, I'm going to be the host of these monologues, and you'll be hearing my beautiful voice for, I don't know, probably the next 20, 30 minutes. So if you have 20 and 30 minutes and you want some life advice, hear a cool story, um, and some spiritual tips, stick around. If not, uh, thanks for getting this far. I'm really proud of you. So anyways, uh, like I said, my name is Kiani, and these are the Sunset Monologues. I'm going to go ahead and explain what the Sunset Monologues are, and that'll probably take like one or two minutes. So if you already know what it is or you don't really care what they are, you can go ahead and skip like two minutes into the future because technology and you'll be good. So what the Sunset Monologues are, are essentially a podcast, except I'm an introvert. So me having a co-host really ain't going to work out too well. But me being at home alone, this makes it really easy for me to do this and not really have to worry about planning and scheduling and are we going to remain friends when I just don't feel like being around you? So these are monologues. Plus, I'm a film guy. So some of the hardest scenes in movie histories is like monologues. So if I could have like a collection of monologues, I just think that'd be hard. So long story short, it's a podcast. I'm going to tell you about a lot of things I learned when I went through a recent trial, which we'll get into in the story part of it. Um, and yeah. So if you, like I said, I'm going to try to give you some type of advice at the end and, uh, forewarning now it is a Christian podcast, so it's super family friendly, but it is based around the Bible and whatnot. So if you don't mess with the Bible, first off, what's wrong with you? Like be open-minded, at least listen to, to the Bible. Like that's crazy. But, um, if you do mess with the Bible, welcome brother and sister in Christ. I love like Christian terminology. That's so hard. Okay. I'm getting off topic back on topic. So yeah, uh, the title comes from a Bible verse, John eight thirty six, And it's like who the son says free is free indeed. And I know contextually, like that's people who were a slave to sin and then they get saved and now they no longer a slave to sin. But I just thought it was a really dope Bible verse and I do photography. So I take pictures of sunsets. So it's a play on words. All right, cool. That's the basis behind everything. Hopefully, I haven't lost you yet. And if I did, well, good riddance. And you didn't hear that. So, long story short, let me get into the story part. Boom. So, in August 2019, I made a crazy life decision and I quit my job. And for those of you who've quit a job before, I know some people quit jobs and they just go get another job super fast. I was not one of those people. I quit jobs a lot, but by the time I quit a job, I had already had another job lined up. So when I quit this time, I was like 90% sure I had a job lined up, but it wasn't like in the bag yet. So um, I quit and I was expecting the world to be my oyster, right? Because I'm like college educated, I'm black, so there's like affirmative action on my side um I had worked in the film industry for like multiple years and 
I was actually leaving like a really cool film situation. I don't want to give too much detail because like I don't want them to come after me. But basically I had left like the traditional film industry of working on like some of your favorite shows and movies and went over to like more of the educational circuit, um, which I love to death. Hope to get back to it at some point. But I don't know if this works out, then I can just do my own stuff. But long story short, quit my job because I'm an introvert and I felt like they didn't really want me to be myself um, because I was surrounded by extroverts. So if you're an introvert, you understand like people want you to go out and you say no all the time. But then you got to realize like people take that offensively. And I just wasn't really willing to change. I'm I am who I am. So. I was just like, you know what, screw it. Like, I love this job. I love being able to help people. I love all of it, but I have to be myself. Like, I have to be, you know, a Christian black man who's ridiculously Southern. So, um, and an introvert. And so I decided to leave, but I was full of, like, this unbridled arrogance. Like, oh, they gonna regret trying to change me. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get the best job ever and then I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna just flex on them because you know that's what we do I'm fairly young so like that's what we do we we leave a situation and then we go to the next situation we just try to flex as hard as possible so it's like if you break up with your girl your next girl gotta be like super bad and she gotta have money and all this other stuff so when you come back and your girl find out who you dating it's like dang bro he leveled up on me. So I was going to do that with this job. I was like, I'm going to quit you and then I'm going to go get somewhere else and then I'm going to come back to you and I'm going to just flex on you. But then I was like, well, I wasn't like anything. That's literally my thought process. And God was like, ha, you thought. So long story short, six months go by and I ain't got nothing, bro. And this was before like the world was ending from like coronavirus and like Kobe Bryant was still alive and like like all was kind of okay with the world and then like 2020 hit and now everybody's like just like what is happening but yeah God was like hi you thought you should have stayed there um at least figured out a plan before you just left and I learned the importance of planning like I know a lot of like pastors and like teachers and maybe just your parents will say like Oh, you make a plan and God laughs. And it's like, yeah, that's true. But God still wants you to make a plan. Don't just be like, God told me to quit my job. So I'm quitting my job. It's like, yeah, I told you to quit your job. When you were stable and in a position where you could realistically quit your job. But it was one of the best situations of my life. It was the hardest six months of my life. And it was probably the best six months of my life because I grew so much. So perspective about the six month period when you are trying something really 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 diligently for six months and nothing happens you have to learn patience and that's essentially already what the takeaway is going to be from this is just like be patient but i'm going to give you reasons of like what was happening and then like why patience is super important So 
like I said, in August, I quit my job. I began immediately applying to a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of things. I casted a really wide net because I felt like I was good at a lot of different things. Um, and I went back to the film industry just to have money in my pocket. And I was connected enough to know how to get on a set, how to who to talk to, those type of situations. Um, so I was working in the film industry and, you know, doing some other things for money, like focus groups and uh, stocks and stuff like that. But I was really just trying to secure another, like, glamorous, flashy, super cool job. And I got maybe one interview that first month that I quit. And it was with a company and it was like, I think their office space had roaches and it was like dusty and dingy. And like the description was nothing like their job description once you got there. Like the description was all cool. And it was like, you'll make YouTube videos and you can do graphic design and blah, blah, blah. And then you get there and it's like, well, yeah, you have to learn about USBs. And like, I'm like, that is that is not the same thing at all. So, yeah, that was like the first interview I had for that month. And I'm like, OK, OK, no, this this isn't for me. I, I need to I need to ramp it up. And I don't want to lie and say I sent out like an ungodly amount of res- like applications or resumes, but easily put out over 2000 easily within that six month time period and keep in mind like i'm christian so i'm thinking like god why aren't you giving me anything like what's happening um so i began to freak out by month two where i only had like what two interviews for the first two months and like the second interview was just like i got the job and then i never went to the job because it was like the worst situation i don't even want to speak bad on this company but they said you would get paid like let's just say 200 dollars a day which is really good pay right and like that was their selling point like we pay you so much money and you don't really have to do that much work and essentially like they were like well no we pay you 60 bucks and then if this circumstance this circumstance this circumstance this circumstance happened then you'll get 200 bucks So I never even showed up. I was just like, eh, this isn't for me. So I remember being really frustrated with God thinking like, okay, I know you told me to quit this job so I can be true to myself. But now I'm putting out this resume. I don't have my resume looked at over and over. Nobody's calling me back. Nobody's hitting me up. And the places that are hitting me up and calling me back are very deceitful in how they present themselves. So what's going on? And essentially, God just told me, like, <laughs> be patient. Like, it'll come. It'll happen. You know I got you. You know I'm a provider. Like, you know these things about my character. So you know you're going to be good regardless. But as a person who is very impatient, it was such a trying time because I felt like I woke up and I was spending more hours a day sending off applications and typing up cover letters than if I would have just stayed at the job and did the work. You know what I mean? So um, I had a like minor breakthrough, right? And this really big media company that everyone knows, if I were to say the name, they, they hit me up and they're like, hey, come in for an interview. Y'all, I was so excited. 
I was like, oh, this is the one. This is that job that I can come back and flex with. This is that one. Like I say, I work here. I work here. Bro, it's over with. You can't tell me nothing. I had like typed up my social media posts like about how I was going to like thank God for it. Because, you know, you feel like really empowered and whatnot. But you don't want to sound like you bragging. So it's just like glory to God, man. Won't, won't he do it? And, you know, you thinking like, bro, I'm just flexing. Like, it's not even real. It's not a genuine situation. But I had already typed it up. It was just sitting in my notes folder. And they're like, yeah, we want you to come to an interview for this, like, really cool sounding job. And I'm like, say less. So I pull up to the interview. Y'all, I'm clean. I mean, I got on, like, a navy blue suit. I don't think I pulled out the velvet loafers that day. I thought that was a little too much. Pulled out like these lovely dress shoes. I had on um, like a polo Ralph Lauren tie. I smelled phenomenal. I'm really in a fragrance, but I smelled phenomenal that day. I had just hit the barbershop. Had that fresh cut feeling. Y'all, I walked in with so much confidence. I had sat down on the couch. Threw my leg over my knee. I was ready. Then a recruiter came down. She was like, oh, are you here for an interview? And I was like, yes. And she was like, well, you look amazing. I felt so good. I knew I had this interview in the bag, bro. I knew it. So this guy comes and picks me up and he's like, hey, you know, are you here for the interview? And I'm like, yes, sir. You know, firm handshake, looked him in his eyes. It was a beautiful situation. And I go sit down and I'm expecting just the interview to be with me and this guy. We seem cool. And then it happened. I was sitting across from three people, and each of them were interviewing me at the same exact time. Y'all, the pressure was intense. The dude smiled when we were, like, walking to the interview place, and then the minute we sat down, he stopped smiling. It was crazy. I'd never seen a switch up so beautifully crafted. So they drilled me with questions, and I was not prepared, but... If you know me, I'm pretty good with, you know, finessing the language a little bit. And uh, I think I bodied it. Matter of fact, I know I bodied it. I was giving quick answers, answers that caught them off guard where they like, oh, that that's a really good one. Um, I remember one question that stood out. They were like, if you could do something every day, what would it be? And I'm going to give you this. This is just free game. If you ever go interview with anybody you enjoy, if someone asks a question, if you could do something or achieve something every single day, what would it be? And I sat there and I waited like 15 seconds. You know, that dramatic pause. You got to do that. And then you look them dead in their eye and be like, if I could do something every day, I think it would just be helping someone. You know, like maybe that's just me doing my job so someone else doesn't have to do it. Maybe that's. I have a little extra time I can help them with their job take some of the stress off but or it could be something as simple as like I just made you smile today and that means I had a good day regardless of like what's going on in my personal life like if I can make you smile and make you feel good about yourself then then I think I had a successful day y'all when I tell you when I dropped that one bro like they, they were shook. They were like, yes, okay. 
Dude even told me, he was like, that's a really good answer. So if you ever, you know, in that situation, please drop it. Guarantee you get the job. Boom. So about like, I think a week goes by after I leave the interview and uh, they give me a call and they say, hey, so uh, we thought about it and uh, we want you and we're going to pay you this extreme amount of money to come do it. And I was like, oh my gosh, look at God. Like, I was ready to post a Facebook post. And then I was just happened to ask, hey, what's the schedule? And that's when it happened. They, uh, they told me, you have to work both weekend days. And you have to work from like 2 p.m. to 11 p.m. And you have like a random Tuesday off and then you'll have like a Thursday off or something like that. And even though I'm an introvert, like weekends is when I leave the house. So like nothing's happening on a Tuesday. And I remember sitting there so stressed and so sad because one of my one requirements was God don't make me work on weekends. They were talking really good money. The job was simple enough. And I could have flexed. Oh, I wanted to flex so hard. But I didn't want to work on weekends. So I turned that job down. Because I didn't think it was right for me. Now, in retrospect, I should have just took the doggone job. But that's not where God wanted me. See... I think what God was trying to teach me in that situation is like, okay, you want to flex so hard. Go ahead. Here's a, here's what, here's this beautiful package of what you think you want. But there's a caveat. There's always a twist. There's always, oh, I want this, but, and that, but was just something I couldn't overcome. So it taught me humility. It's like, Hey, maybe I need a, I don't need a job where I have to flex. Maybe me just knowing I could get a job like that was kind of satisfactory enough. But at the same time, film industry work was slowing down. So it's like, okay, where am I going to go? Maybe I should take it. Maybe I shouldn't. And uh, it was just like, hey, you can have it, but or you can wait. You can. Here's what you want. Or you can wait and see what I give you. And guys, I chose to wait. That was a. Uh, I chose to wait. And right after that, I had two more interviews for some pretty cool places. Um, and I got offered both of the jobs. In a later episode, I'll explain what those companies were and why I didn't go with them. But this feels like it's getting kind of long. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up like this section of the story and then just kind of talk to you about patience and whatnot. So... Said no to this beautiful giant media company. Um, got two more job offers, and neither of them really worked out. But because I had went through the situation of like wanting to flex and wanting to brag and be all audacious and stuff like that, and I got the opportunity to, I realized it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. And I think this just goes true for so many other aspects of life. Like, I know so many people with so many drives and ambitions and it's like, I want this and I want that and I want to prove people wrong because 
I walk around with a chip on my shoulder. Like, if you knew me in middle school, I was clapped in the face. I smelled awful. I was like four foot two, maybe 50 pounds. Like, I was just not anything. So, it's obviously, it's like that deals with bullying and just the lack of getting a girlfriend in the middle of puberty when you really want one and all of these other things. So I always felt like an underdog. And by the time I hit my glow up, as the youth say, I couldn't get that chip off my shoulder. So I always carried around like, no, you're going to feel me. You're going to have to, I'm going to have to flex on you just to show you. Um, but just in general, like there's so many times we want to do that. Like, I just want to prove to you that like you made the mistake. Like you should have kept me. You should have. I'm. I'm. I got this going for me. I got that going for me. I'm gonna do all of this. But like, it. It's. It's not that important. You gotta let that chip go. You gotta like come in, and remember where you came from. Like really be like, and take that to be humble instead of being, like braggadocious about where you are now. Um. So it was such a humbling experience to like have everything presented to me like what I thought I wanted and it just not be all it's cracked up to be. And I remember in high school, I wanted to be popular. I wanted to be popular so bad. Then I went to like a art school type thing and I was pretty popular and it kind of sucked. <laughs> it was not fun. Um, so, yeah. I guess, like, if you are currently in a situation and you really just kind of want to prove to somebody, like, I can do this, I'm, you made the mistake, I'm, I'm, I'm capable, this, that, and the other, I'm going to get this and I'm going to get that just to prove it to you. I'm just letting you know now, it's not all it's cracked up to be. It's, it's, it's never all it's cracked up to be. Um, and it's better to wait. Just give it six months. See if you still want those things. See if you still even care about those people enough to want to flex on them. Because I didn't. I was just like, okay, at this point, I've gone through two months of darn near depression because I can't get no offers. Or every place I interview is a scam. To getting like that big contract. And I was like, that's not what I even want either. So like... What do you what do you have for me? Um, so then fast forward to six months. Obviously, God sends me where he wants me to be. A uh, really cool job. Great, 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 great environment. Some of the coolest people I've ever met. And um, the job's fun. It's easy. And I get paid nicely enough to do it. Um, so, yeah, it was just like learning that, like, if you are patient, where God has for you. It may not be as super flexy or something that you can just go brag and brag about and be like, yeah, I do this, but it's a better situation. It's such a better situation. And I know like people out there and right now, like you may have gotten laid off due to coronavirus and you're just like, I'm applying everywhere. These companies saying that they hiring. Why isn't it working? All I have to say is, if you can humble yourself, you can shorten how long you have to be patient. If you humble yourself, you can shorten how long you have to be patient. Just go to God, be like, hey, 
I know I'm just trying to get back on my feet. I want to prove to my previous employer, like, they let the wrong person go because I was holding that company up on my own back. Like, I had them on my shoulders and I was carrying them and they didn't even recognize or appreciate it. And you walking around with, like, a level of bitterness and I know you want to prove to them, just let it go. Just let it go. Just say, hey, all right. They made their decision. I don't agree with their decision. I respect it. But now I just have to move on for me. And wherever I go, I'm going to do my best and work as if I'm working unto the Lord. And uh, from there, I'm just going to do the best I can do just to take care of me and my family. And, you know, just keep in remembrance that like God provides all my needs not this job the job is just a conduit to for God to do that so either way I'm gonna be fine I'm gonna be straight and like I said nine times out of ten where God puts you is a better place for you anyway but if you really want to shorten that patience just humble yourself let the chip go and uh when you get that interview Use that I want to help people bar because I promise you that's the that's the move. But anyways, I feel like this has gone on long enough. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it here. Thank you for listening to episode one. I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, follow us on Instagram at the Sunset Monologues spelled S-O-N-S-E-T. Um, just because I take really fun iPhone photos of sunsets. So if you like photography or just like pretty pictures, that'd be cool. And give us a like and a follow that'll probably help this isn't a business or anything it's like a hobby but it'll help so i appreciate it um you have a great day remember like i love you and uh jesus loves you more be blessed